station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I am your host, Tim Wick, joined as always by my co-host, movie beast, Melissa Kersher. Hello! And movie beauty. Yay! Yay. Jenny Young. Wait a minute, I'm confused. What well, happened? It just, it, it was, it did. It, it just it, came out. It came out. It was there. It's there. Yeah. Sometimes. It's the hair, isn't it? I actually, it is, you know, it it's odd. I was thinking, I've been thinking a long time for what I was going to say at the beginning of this episode. And given the movie, I had really not very many options. <laughs> So, so this is what I went for. Anyway, the movie we're watching, mm-hmm. the movie I, we're watching whoa, 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 whoa. is La Belle et la Bête, or in English, Beauty and the Beast. So, uh, Jenna, tell us what you know about La Belle et la Bête. Um, there's a, there's singing furniture. Singing furniture. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not right at all. Um, no, so, um... I don't know much about the French film other than it's French, but I do know about the story of the Beauty and the Beast. Um, mm. Several versions, actually. Uh, I mean, most of them have to deal with, um, you know, a beast uh, locking up a woman uh, until she falls in love with her, him. Uh, well, it could be her. I don't know. Yeah, just there a might be of, one of those. Just yeah. a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. A little yeah. bit of that. Um, and uh, the Beast is an enchanted prince. Um, that's, that's generally a part of the story, uh, but there's, there's various ways of her ending up there. Uh, sometimes it's a, a, a trade with the father who ended up spending the night there. Uh, sometimes the beast actually hears about her from the father and then goes to like hunt her down or something and be like, no, you're coming with me. Um, so yeah, I know lots of versions of the story and I'm really excited to find out what, uh, this particular French film's version is. Right. right. Well, and I think it is important to note that the story of Beauty and the Beast is a French tale. It is. Mm-hmm. It is it a is. French tale. Wait a minute. Is that why she's called Belle in the Disney version? Mm. Mm. I get it. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, it is, a, it is a French tale. So this French film I, probably is, I, I think, a slightly more slightly more faithful to the original because it may be the first um it's one of the first i would i hesitate to say the first because i mean there were a lot of things like this filmed during the silent era but yeah uh, this is this film is remarkable by the fact it was made by jean cocteau who was a uh, poet painter playwright an artist of various forms. Man artiste. about town. Artiste. Artiste. And, yeah, that's uh, French. <laughs> during, during his life, he worked with just about every uh, world-changing artist that came through France. You know, he collaborated with Igor Stravinsky and Pablo Picasso and Douglas and just everyone. So wow. he he had a really remarkable life. And, uh, you know, part of the reason is he was just this... You know, kind of amazing visionary, and uh, that this film is one of his great movies. He made about eleven films, and uh, this is one of the best regarded. Yeah, so I think it's kind of even important to say that what you're watching is a movie that is not even so much by a filmmaker as an artist. Filmmakers mm-hmm. are are artists, but but uh, think of it as as your this is a, a painter mm-hmm. making a movie. Um, yeah. So good cinematography? Yes. Uh, he collaborated with a very good cinematographer and also um, some really talented people for set design and costume design and makeup design. 
and uh, well, well, we'll get into that yeah. later. <laughs> but um, one of the things to keep in mind about this movie is it was made in 1946, which is right after um, you know the Nazis rampage through France, mm. <laughs> and so. Um, the things that the, this crew was working with, they were literally gathering everything together from like scraps of fabric to make the costumes. Um, they had to deal with frequent electrical outages because the you know the the electricity had to be routed to different districts, and they were they were making this movie in a time of incredible shortage, and um, it makes it all the more remarkable when you watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're just going to go watch it because, yeah. you know, we don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, but uh, we hope that you, too, listeners or listener, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There there could be more than one. There might just be one of you. <laughs> and if there's one of you, Hi, thanks. Listener. Thanks, listener. Hey. Uh, <laughs> you, listener or listeners, uh, go off with us mm-hmm. in, in sort of a virtual fashion uh, and enjoy La Belle et la Bête, and we shall return. B. Ah, guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup du jour, hot order. And we are back. Candelabras have been held up by disembodied hands. Mm-hmm. But no one sang. No one sang. There was there was there, no there singing. There was no singing. There was, uh, but, there was, but there sure was smoking. There was oh my god! Lots of things. I want a smoke. cigarette so bad right now, you guys. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I mean, the French have always been big into smoking. Oh yeah. Uh, and while maybe no one had a cigarette, they sure were doing a lot oh, of smoking. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, so. The dude on, on the right was smoky. <laughs> yes, Sol- he was. Yes. Sul- sulky and smoky. Yeah. Sulky and smoky. Yes. The, the, the fireplace the fireplace kids. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> sulky and smoky, the fireplace kids, and many other characters <laughs> oh, my goodness. were included in this film. So, oh, Jenna, uh, what did you think of Beauty and the Beast, or in French, La Belle le et la Bête? Um, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, it was really fun to compare it to different versions of Beauty and the Beast that I, I know. Um, it's it's very similar to one of the, the tales that I heard um, before I actually saw um, the Disney version. Like, when I was a kid, I heard mm-hmm. this version. And then Disney had a version, and I was like, Mirror? What the? What? <laughs> like, because like, yeah. um, in the version that I, I've, I've known of, uh, she could actually look at the mirror and, you know, um, say, hey, I want to go here, I want to do this thing, or I want to see this thing, or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, Enchanted Castle, a uh, common theme. Um, the other early version that I know of, uh, her, her father was a merchant. Um, there wasn't a lost ship thing, mm-hmm. but, but like, there was, there was you know, he, he had to go handle some kind of merchant deal in some other town and then he got lost on his way back mm-hmm. um and i think he did lose his fortune in that dads do that something. they get lost yeah right dads and they yeah the and they lose their fortunes and they yeah. lose their fortunes yeah. and then um, their daughters are left to clean it up oh and that's Just, the other thing so like and a lot of it was you know similar themes anyway you right. know things open up and and blah 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 not so much with the creepy beast stalking her in the bedroom um <laughs> but yeah like uh other things are similar um, but then when she goes back, she actually, uh, in the, the very, I was like, oh, is she going to be able to bring chests of, of, uh, dresses and jewels for her sisters, which was a part of the deal of going back for like one of the other stories. Nope. 
Nope. <laughs> I liked this Belle because she was smarter. Yeah. She's like, yeah, no, here's some diamond tears. Don't let my sisters know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> smart. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> on the Easter say with the Iman's Day. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's better that they don't know. There was, there was, a, I mean, there's a little bit of Cinderella to this story. Oh, there's a, a lot, lot of this one, yeah. Cinderella, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was the other thing. Which she I believe like Cinderella a... is also French origin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and uh, in, in, in this one, uh, she was a servant, but in, in the other one, the other one that I knew of, they just, like, weren't nice to her. Like, they, they just didn't, like, they snubbed her. They didn't, like, no. push her around and make her be the servant or whatever. They just kind of snubbed her. Well, and this one, I, it, I, she wasn't really a servant as in being pushed around and forced to be the servant. Mm. She was like, somebody's got to do the work, and the three of you are lazy fucking assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm the one that's got to roll up her sleeves and get shit done around the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, she oh. has a brother in this version. Yes. She does. That's, she does. That, I don't know that and I've heard of a brother He's just as much of a loser as the sisters are. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so those are things. Um, I, the... The the uh, Diana thing, mm-hmm. what the what? Like, that, that is not in any version I've heard of. Like <laughs> I've, te- I've heard of like Temple of Diana. The, Diana. Yeah, uh, so that was interesting. Um, I'm like, I, I think that maybe served just as an excuse to shoot Avenant. <laughs> well, you know, which he fully deserves. Uh, oh, yeah. In in any um, uh, version that that he comes about in, um, the the one that I was thinking of, the the beast dies. Like like. He shoots the beast. The beast dies, but but then um, and and this is fun. Like uh, in the, the the version I was thinking of, uh, the 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 beast like dies, but um, like just magically transforms at that point into the prince, mm-hmm. and then uh, Avenon or Gaston or uh, Anton or whichever version <laughs> of of jerk face. Um, <laughs> He, uh, um, like, he, he's like, oh, God, what have I done? And Bella's like, piss off, nobody likes you. And then he, like, goes, basically, like, kills himself. No. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> in another one, like, he falls off a cliff or something. Like, it's like a... You know, yeah. Dropped from a great height is very popular. Not, from a not great, dropped yeah. from a great height, though. The, the version I was thinking of, like, he's just so taken with grief because it's French. And he just, like, <laughs> runs off and then, like, falls down a cliff. It's the dumbest thing ever. So anyway, yeah. Um, so those are all of the differences in different versions that I know of off the top of my head. Uh, I've actually, um, I, I, I mean, I took French and and did uh, some some reporting like I had to for for class on on some different versions and things like that. So that's why I was like, which version is this? What's going on here? It is very exciting. It's for the me. Jean anyway, Cocteau version. Jean Cocteau. Apparently, where there are formal footies. Yeah, there are formal footies. Yeah, the, <laughs> the the prince appears all decked out except for shoes. Right. Well, so we were theorizing he actually had footy pajamas on. He flies. Like formal. He yeah. can fly. Yeah. Well, I know, but I mean, but once you land on the ground, you, you run your stockings. He didn't well, need a hat time. either. Like, <laughs> but he yeah. had one of those. I think, um, you know, <laughs> the the version of Beauty and the Beast most people are going to be familiar with is the Disney version. Is and there's, Disney. There is absolutely uh, a lot in the Disney version that gets 
clearly inspired by the Cocteau version. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, the the original beast in the original story actually looks more like a deer. Mm-hmm. Then this beast looks like a lion, and it's interesting that they take that they, yeah. they take that design from the Cocteau version, and that is the version that we see yeah. in the Disney version. That's not the original. Yeah, and that that is yeah. something that started in the Cocteau version. They were originally going to design the beast as the stag head, and they decided they. That, that they wanted that modern, dead deer hanging well, that out they, all over the place. That they wanted, um, like, they felt that the audience of the, of the day would think that was silly, so they decided to go with a little bit something that was a little bit more feral. Sure. So a little bit more carnivorous, and so lion that's dog. why they went to the lion dog thing. Yeah. 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 So and and really clearly that that lionish look. Is is what they went with in uh, in, mm. in the Disney version, and mm-hmm. that that's a pretty straight, I think, a pretty s- significant translation from yeah. from the Cocteau version. I'll, I also think Lumiere is kind of a mm-hmm. an homage oh, to the to the Cocteau version. Oh, and you see a lot of things just picked up from this movie, um, you know, in modern films too. I mean, I mean, just you know, our last episode when you know Tim was bitching about the. Uh, um, Joel Schumacher version of Opera. <laughs> there is an entire sequence that is completely taken from this Beauty and the Beast, which is where uh, Christine is going down the hallway into the Phantom's Lair, and there's the swooshy things, and there are cam- candelabras being held by the hands that are coming yes. out of the wall, yeah. and, and that's that what, whole that, that, sequence. That, that, that yeah. made me even angrier about that movie, because I'm like, you did not earn... Totally a not. reference to Cocteau. <laughs> you totally you did not. fucking earn it. Did not. <laughs> you got to earn that shit. Yeah. You don't just get to shove it in there somewhere <laughs> and be all proud of yourself. Like, look at me. I'm doing Phantom of the Opera and I've seen Beauty and the Beast by Jean Cocteau. It's like, mm-hmm. no, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Well, hell, even Tim Burton doing Mars Attacks, there's that whole sequence with the tall alien lady where she just kind of glides. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. The gliding <laughs> was, that, that was... That scene where she's yeah. just gliding. Riding through the hall is yeah. just lovely, yeah. Yeah. because it creates the. I mean, it's such a surreal film. Mm-hmm. It, it is. is. It is not. It is not storytelling as most people are used to. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and uh, and and I I enjoy that about it. The way that the way that as I said, they, you look at this and you can see that it's more of a painterly film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, they, it it gets so into the visuals. I mean, it, it just. You know, just kind of rolls around in them and enjoys them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that yeah. scene where she like kind of pops out of the wall. Oh, I love that! That's oh so nice. my that god, that best? was beautiful. That was that was so, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful or, is the or, word. Or when she uh, takes the pearls off of her dress and hands them to her sister, and there, there's this amazing Texas switch that happens. She hands off the pearls, they turn into like a wad of hair or whatever the hell it is. Like and burning twig hair. Yeah, and then the sister drops them and the pearls again on the ground. And it all looks like a seamless shot, but it's you know, it's mm-hmm. just, they they did it so well and they timed it so well it's just seamless. Mm-hmm. There were some fun lighting effects with yeah. shadows too. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. And smoke and I love when the father walks up the big staircase and like he stops but his, but his shadow, shadow keeps, keeps going. going. Oh yeah. my god, that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, it's so cool. There, There's so many uh, clever camera tricks mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to it and <laughs> branches in front and and the the opening Mm -hmm. and the closing of the branch doorway or whatever that is like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah just really cleverly done really amazing 
visually for the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, when I think about movies that are made now, and I mean, there, I, I, I'm not a, a, somebody who hates CGI or anything like that, but I dislike it when you can make other choices. Yeah. And think about that scene where the father's shadow is moving and he stops. And the fact that that had to be done practically and how that, looks better. I mean even if you even if you can sit there and completely reason out, well I know how this happens mm-hmm. and I know that there's a light source yeah. over here mm-hmm. and there's a person over there and the shadow that's being cast on the wall isn't the one by being cast by the actor. I know all that. I'm not dumb. You know, you can you can sit there and figure it out and yet there is something about that that's more convincing than a CGI shadow that's on the wall. Yeah. Um yeah. in a, in a lot of cases. There's something um you know, and even when they do things like they have the candles that light themselves, which they, of course, do by reversing the film because yeah. yeah. they didn't have any other way to do that, mm-hmm. do it. But but it's still really impressive. Mm-hmm. You, you don't you don't find yourself going, oh, well, that's fake. Or, um, you know, the, the way you get, you know, moving faces in the fireplace is you get the local kids and you paint them in plaster and you stick them in a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah, exactly what they did. And why then you not? make one of them inhale smoke and blow it out his nose. Yep. Which, ah, ah, that poor kid. <laughs> poor Smokey. Well, maybe he picked up smoking early. and <laughs> It's France. Yeah, it's it is a France. lot of people smoke uh, in France. <laughs> maybe he was just really Jones and there was like a crew member off screen just giving him cigarettes. You know? I, mean, I, I don't oh, know. I could, I could be wrong. Because <laughs> he was trapped in the fireplace. <laughs> I, was, I was in France as a teenager. And when I was in France, a lot of people smoked in France. And oh. maybe that's changed. Times change. Maybe maybe considerably less people smoke in France now than did then. But yeah. a lot of people smoked in France. Yeah. yeah. That was a thing. That was a thing. So you gotta, you got to have a cigarette with your coffee and baguettes. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. That that seems it seems like a national pastime, yeah, of sorts. And if you're really talented, <laughs> you could just like emote the Ooze smoke it out of your, your body. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because yeah. there are these moments that they do that it's just like they did just for the visual and not for whether or not you did. It's not even like they're like we're going to explain what's going on here, you no, know. So I when you got the beast yeah. covered in blood and smoking, it's like what happened? I, death. I, I, death happened. Death, death happened. Yeah. We don't know what happened. I, Probably, probably he went and killed that deer and ate it. Probably. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. But, but he also apparently smoked it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I hear fair, that if you're going to have meat, yes, yeah. you got to smoke it. it sounds good. Meat is delicious. It sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... But I, mean, I, I find that interesting about the film, that there are just these moments where it's just like, I'm doing this because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right then. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, just how opulent the costumes are. Oh my God, and... I want every single one of her dresses. <laughs> even mean, the servant one, it's pretty cute too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, uh, even the guys are looking good. I mean, not just the beast, yeah. but you know, it's... And the, yeah, the beast looked, what shall we say, resplendent. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> yes. a good word. Is it? Yeah. It's uh, interesting. I mean, one of the famous things about this this film was was uh, Brigitte Bardot when she watched the movie, and the beast transforms into the prince. She uh, she was really really upset. Yeah, I've heard that story assigned to like at least four different names. So really? I don't know what actress it is. I'm willing to bet it was Marlena Dietrich. Because, Could have been Dietrich because Marlena Dietrich um, when uh, when Jean Cocteau screened the movie for the first time at the studio 
um, he was so nervous he invited Marlena Dietrich to come with him because she was a they were best buds because you know of course why not? he's best yeah. buds with Marlena Dietrich and like throughout the movie he was just clenching her hand and apparently when um, uh, the actor uh, uh, Jean Marais appears without the makeup for the first well not for the first time but when he appears as the prince um, she just stood up and said bring back my beast <laughs> nice <laughs> Yeah, and they've that, that's associated with Brigitte Bardot and and, and, and with some, Greta Garbo. Somebody said with, it. Some yeah. famous actress said it. Yes, maybe multiple. Maybe multiple. <laughs> or maybe John Cocteau made it up just because. It, it could I be. don't know, but I I think th- there is a point to it that that there's there's something kind of disappointing. Oh yeah, about the prince. He's kind of kind of you know it's like. Why he looks like the asshole? <laughs> well, because he's played by the same guy. I know, I know, but you're like <laughs> because John Murray plays Avena, the Beast, and the Prince. That's why they all yeah. look alike, except for the Beast, because he's like covered well, in hair. Yeah, hairy face. You know, right? But it's still it's this this sort of disappointment of all well, well, okay, but now he just looks like the douchebag. But I, I mean, I <laughs> although think... I do love her reaction to that. Are you disappointed? I look like your friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then she no. says she loves him, and I'm like, what? What? She mm. never te- treated him like he, she loved him. No. Anyway, I think yeah. she was lying. Yeah. Also, he was a douchebag. He was a D-bag, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she's just one of those people that loves everybody. Maybe. Well, she, maybe she just didn't wish him ill, she and seemed he'd very been kind. around for a long time. Well, she should have wished him ill. He was going to steal all that stuff from the yeah. temple of Diana. I, I, well, she didn't know that. He was, a, he was a complete asshole. I mean, really. Well, he wasn't. He was a dick. But I, I, and I, and I think I, I, you know, I understand the point of it. The point is, you know, you have this, this beautiful, and, and it, it's the Gaston character. Except in this case, they they take that analogy, super literally almost. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, you've got yeah. the beautiful face who's an ugly person, mm-hmm. and the ugly person who's beautiful underneath. And then when he transforms, he's got. He's got the beautiful face, and and you recognize that this is a complete person. You know, even if you know he's going to kill somebody for taking a rose. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of a dick move there. Yeah. 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 yeah he was. And he it, was it, it goes with the face. Well, but <laughs> yeah. he, he does. He does say the rose is magic, so maybe it's like the rose makes him. He has to maybe. kill. I don't know. Or maybe matter. he was just super bored and a little he, bit crazy. He was, he, yeah. He, you know, yeah. seriously, he, he, like, he take did up not, crochet or yeah, he something. Had like, no hobbies. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He just The only hobby he, he had was showing up at 7 p.m. and asking a girl to marry uh, him if there was a girl there. Yeah. And smoking. He did a lot he was of quite a smoker. <laughs> You know, you, you he wandered like, around, smoked every once in a while, the, asked a chick to marry him. Mm-hmm. You feel like the Beast in Beauty and the Beast in the Disney version. I mean, at least he's got people to talk to, right? <laughs> right. You know, he may, he, or at he, least furniture to talk. He to. He doesn't yeah. treat the furniture well. He's he's a pretty cranky, cranky puss. But at least <laughs> at least he can have a conversation every now and yeah. again. Um, but this this Beast, he's he's pretty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. He, he, he hasn't been around people, so that might be why he reacts to 
the dad so badly. Well, it's maybe just that, maybe he pissed off all the statues, and now the statues aren't talking to him. So that's oh my god, yeah, like oh my god, I, I well, think there's some history there. He keeps, wow, he keeps that's blowing. why he keeps smoking. He keeps trying to talk to Smokey, and Smokey's keeps like blowing smoke into Smokey's face. Oh, and there's right? there's one shot where the beast is standing in front of the fireplace, and you can you can see uh, Sulky just kind of giving him the side eye. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's what happened. Yeah. You know, they yeah, used no, to have call. long conversations, and something happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's been an awkward silence going on in that castle for a while. Oh, wow. We don't really even know how long, but it's been a while. I bet mm. the, the moment the, the beast, like, and it, the moment anybody leaves that uh, fireplace room, the, the guys <laughs> in the fireplace are like, so, uh, did you see what she was wearing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God, that dress. The yeah. one with the, the pearls. Uh, the, the, the pearl brooches. and the Not, not, not the the brooches with the, the oh the dangly bits. bits yeah the yeah. dangly bits dangly bit dress and, yeah. and that's the one with the the big sleeves, the sleeves. too mm-hmm. yep the, yep. the, the sleeves bits I don't the know sleeves. I don't know how those work I th- magic <laughs> duh <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty magic. sure there was a glove and a key involved it was a magic castle so it, why yeah. wouldn't the sleeves be working through magic it makes right. sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it makes perfect sense. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the making of the movie, uh, oh, Melissa. Okay. You've, you've oh, got, I'm, I'm sure, She's got a, a, lot of, a lot of trivia, a lot of info to share with us about the film. <laughs> oh, quite a bit. So um, as I was mentioning in the preamble, um, this movie was made pretty much out of scraps of whatever they could find uh, after the war. And mm-hmm. um, the... the the sets were so cold. the The crew and cast would go huddle around the lights in between takes. Aww. The um, all of the costumes um, fabric was so scarce that um, like all that drapery they had around, they'd come into set some mornings and like all the drapery would be gone because somebody came through and stole it all. <gasps> but oh um, but the costumes um, were all made by House of Lanvin. Um, and Pierre Carden personally oversaw the men's costumes. Hmm. So, I mean, th- th- these incredibly talented clothes makers made all these fantastic costumes from whatever they could find. Nice. Basically. Uh, <laughs> maybe they took the fabric from the windows. Maybe, maybe. maybe oh, we got to make another dress. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. Take these down. <laughs> yeah, pulled a gone with the wind on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we still have to watch Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should. Um, I've seen bits and pieces, but not the entire way through. So. Well, yeah. that's because it's 20 hours long. Yeah, right, that's yeah. about right. I fall asleep around, you know, a third of the way through. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, the, all the set design and the costumes and everything were meant to look like the uh, the engravings of Gustave Doré. And like the farmhouse, a lot of the interiors of the farmhouse and the way they shot that were supposed to look like the paintings of Vermeer. Huh. Um, so evoking. It's, it's like there was a painter oh, wow. who was directing the film. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. How very artistic. The um, let's see, what else can I tell you? The okay, we already talked about the um, the design was originally of the beast was supposed to originally going to be a stag, but they they went with the fur covered dog cat thing the makeup took like five hours to put on uh, uh jean marais and uh you know when they put in the 
the teeth. Basically, the teeth would be enveloped in the makeup later, so they couldn't take out the teeth until they took the entire costume off. So he basically just sit and starve because he couldn't eat with Aww. the teeth in. No wonder uh, the poor beast was weak all the time. Yeah, he was he was always fainting and very emo, and that's why he just oh. he yeah he wasn't. It informed the character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. Poor, poor Jean Marie. Uh, did any of yeah. the uh, actors involved in this film uh, meet a tragic end? No, well, well no, 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 not really. Um, but this is this is actually really interesting. So uh, I'll give you. I'll start with John Cocteau. John Cocteau, um, like I said, he made about. 10, 11 movies. Um, this is probably his best known one. He also did one called Orpheus, um, which is fairly well known, and Blood of a Poet, which was a pretty notable kind of surrealist movie early in his career. Mm. But anyway, he was uh, in the 1930s. Oh, let's see, where do I start this story? <laughs> in the 1930s, he had an affair with Princess Natalie Pallet, the uh, daughter of a Romanov Grand Duke. <laughs> Whoa. And uh, she was sometimes an actress and a model and all that, but that didn't last long. And eventually he met uh, Jean Marais, who played the Beast and, and the other suitors in this movie. And they were best friends and sometimes lovers until oh. uh, 1963 when Jean Cocteau passed away. Oh. I think he passed away in 63. That's... Mm, I think that's the right year. But anyway... Um, Cocteau lived openly as a bisexual. Nice. And so he he had various affairs on and off with various people, and as did Jean Marais. Jean Marais actually was married to an actress named Mila, Mila Pirelli, I think is how you say it. She played one of the sisters. In fact, oh, wow. it's the one he slaps in early on in the movie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slap Slapped her. his wife. <laughs> Ex-wife. But, uh... Slap her. Yeah. Whack. Why did you slap her? <laughs> what? 63, by the way. That's when Cocteau died. Okay. I got it right. But uh, Jean Marais, uh, he was a very famous actor in France. Uh, he played probably about 100 different roles across movie and mm. movies and TV. Um, he was a... You know, before doing this movie, he was a truck driver during the liberation of Paris and was a... a decorated for his bravery and then went back into acting after the war oh, nice. so i think this was his first role after the war but after this um he you know just had this long movie star career um francois truffaut did a movie called the last metro which is based on part of his life oh. uh there's a square in paris named after him um yeah just what's and, it called it's called uh place jean moret ah mm. yeah yeah mm. Named after. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just like you said. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's named Bob. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I think you mean Francis. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, Jean Marais was also in most of Cocteau's movies. So he was in Orpheus. He was in, I think, three or four others, hmm. at least. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm always so amused by the little hair flip he does early on. Oh, that, that, that's like so, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the beauty was um, played by an actress named Josette Day, who um, 
worked as an actress for a couple decades, but then she retired from acting to marry a v extremely rich Belgian. <laughs> he was, uh, a, a, I think he was head of a chemical company or something, oh. but she, w she got incredibly rich. <laughs> and after he died, um, she had this mansion that she sold to the, the Thai government and uh, the Thai government uh, turned it into an embassy. Oh, wow. So the, the Thai embassy in Paris is her old mansion. Wow. And inside <laughs> that mansion, every candelabra is held up by somebody yeah, it is. Yes. sticking their arm through a wall. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's why they don't let me star in movies and get rich, because I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? Right. It's disappointing that it didn't happen. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, let's see what else do I know. Um, <laughs> Rene Clement worked on this movie, Rene Clement being another very famous um, director, French director of the time. Um, Jean Cocteau suffered from impetigo, I think it was. Um, it was, he suffered from just debilitating skin disease. Oh. So uh, while he was making this movie, he was actually hospitalized for it. Um, he was very, very sick. And... Um, like, this is a, the sort of um, skin disease where you're taking penicillin shots every three hours to wow. make sure you don't, like, absorb every disease through your skin. But uh, since he, when he was hospitalized, Rene Clement would take over directing. Okay. And uh, Rene Clement went on to do stuff like um, uh, Forbidden Games and uh, Purple Noon, which is my favorite of his. Purple Noon being... Uh, Ellen Delon film, which was the first version of The Talented Mr. Ripley. Ha-ha! <laughs> oh, yes. It's Lovely. very good. Very good. And very French. Very, fr oh. very French. Wow. Wow. Especially with <laughs> Ellen Delon in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Billy, not all French movies star Maurice Chevalier. That's, that, that was racist right there. So Wait, sorry what? About that. What? <laughs> <laughs> we were all like, ha-ha! We were, those were Maurice Chevalier noises. <laughs> oh. I thought they were just... No, they're, they're Maurice Chevalier so noises. Okay. Yeah, they are. That's a thing. There's That's no question thing. that they are Maurice Chevalier noises. So, good. Uh, well, we're getting up near the end, so uh, we should probably go into final thoughts. Uh, so, Melissa, why don't we start with you? What are your final thoughts about Jean Cocteau's <laughs> Beauty and the Beast? La Belle et la Bête. I just like saying that. Okay, yeah. so that scene where the where the beast goes to drink out of the pond, the stream pond. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. um, that was apparently a sewer runoff <laughs> behind the, oh, the film studio. Oh god, acting, acting. Oh, I'm really hoping oh, he wasn't ingesting thing. that stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, this is fun. In 1994, Philip Glass did an opera based on this movie. And uh, when speaking the op of opera, when the when the <laughs> opera is performed, um, the movie actually plays in the background, and all of the singers uh, sing in in front of it. So, it's literally just a piece of music that is laid over the film itself. Are any of the singers candelabras? One would hope. I haven't right? actually seen it. Should oh. be. <laughs> God. Okay. But the uh, Criterion DVD, as an alternate audio track, you can actually play the opera. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, a little oh, bit of Philip Glass. Cool. Opera. So if you want to hear a lot of arpeggios, there you go. <laughs> All right. Who doesn't want a good arpeggio? Who doesn't want that? Jenna, what are your final thoughts um, about... 
okay, so the translation was interesting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they they kept saying other words that weren't getting put on the screen, and I'm <laughs> mostly like, Bell. I remember Bell. not and even bet. that though. Like bet. I remember bet. just enough French to like ha- be listening to the French and be like, but that's not slight disconnect. Give up. Just go. Like, <laughs> you know, like it was it was slightly jarring in bits and pieces there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were, there were some of the more obvious, you know, like, oh, bell. And it's, it's just, you know, and I mean, that's yes. When it, when it comes to it subtitled, just, yes. when it comes to subtitled films, yeah. and I really prefer subtitled to dubbed, uh, when it comes to yeah. subtitled films, there is a lot that's lost in the translation. Yeah. There's, um, there's also <sighs> something lost in the, uh, in the opening in this movie, the, the opening credits, you know, clearly they're in English. Mm. So, um, that those are the English titles that were put on the film. Uh, later, the original titles involved Jean Cocteau draw, taking chalk on a blackboard and writing out the titles by hand and then erasing them, writing more titles, erasing nice. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but there, there was one part that I remember, and I think the translation is something like, um, you know, I feel very kindly towards him, but, you know, I don't have uh, the specific kind of whatever, blah, 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 blah. It was basically like two sentences, and the subtitle was, I like him. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, I d- but she's obviously still talking. Come on. No, she's not done. Come on. There is room for you to put more words in here. <laughs> yeah, something. We have time to read. Um, yeah, th- that can be a real problem with subtitled films sometimes, mm-hmm. is you lose uh, a lot of the nuance of the, of the language. Yeah. But it, it beats, I think it beats dubbing by a mile, so uh, it's, it's the way it is. Yeah. Um, so my final thought, as always, is to talk about what movie we're going to do next. We are going to go to, uh, it's actually kind of, uh, since we w- watched The Hateful Eight a little bit ago, yep. so this is this actually came from watching The Hateful Eight. We're going to watch Stagecoach. Yes! Stagecoach. So uh, that is going to be our next episode. Uh, it is, uh, last time I watched it, it was streaming on Netflix, so uh, hopefully oh, fingers you, crossed. Can, you can even watch it ahead of time before we record the episode. Hey! So, uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you the next time we watch a movie! Yay! Yay. Thank you! Hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education. Dee, dee.